If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, June 2nd, 2023. Summer Game Fest is upon us, bless. We're a week away. We're in June. We're like we're less than a week away, actually. We are, now yeah, that we I are look days away. <laughs> yeah, like five exactly. Days away. We're, yeah, oh my God. This is wild. We're about to go down to LA. We're about to play a bunch yeah. of games. We're about to see a bunch of announcements. I'm about to go to LA for the what, like the third time it's in a month span. Yeah. And like I don't think this is the last time I'm going to LA in the next like month and a half. I just I just scheduled yesterday a, a trip to Disneyland and California California Adventure. Yeah. When, yeah, when? In July. Oh. Yeah. You should have done it at the end of June. Then we could have done the Game Awards oh, Orchestra together. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? this, is for like a, this is for a whole thing. This is oh, for a bachelor like, yeah. party. Mm, so, you know, mm. it is what it is. But yeah. well, I'm very fun. excited. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Then you know what else is a great time? What? Street Fighter Motherfucking 6. Yeah, man, it's out. I've been playing this. I played this game last night. I did a, a stream on my channel. And, like, I played for three hours straight. I picked up a new character. And with my friendship with Luke, it, it, might, it might be done. It might be done. Oh, oh, really? I think I've started a new friendship with Kimberly. Kimberly okay, like is that. incredible. She's one of the new characters. Mm-hmm. She's very like <clears throat> agile. She's like, you know, doing all the flips, teleporting, all this stuff. She is my type of character in a way that I didn't realize. Because I tried I tried her out before. Wasn't my thing. Quickly moved back to Luke because I I like the projectile characters. I like being able to zone and manage space. Man, when I got into the, the the like combo trials mode with Kimberly, where it shows you the different combos you can do, immediately I I started in, to get in the flow of her character to where I was like, oh man, this is I could see a future here <laughs> with Kimberly. And then I took her online, and we had a great time. Yeah. Had a blast. Yeah, I love so, that. Yeah, this is, a, this is the new me. You know, so I, um, unfortunately, have not had any time to play Street Fighter Six because the world is just popping off with cool things that I love right now. Yeah. Um, of course, Across the Spider-Verse is out now. I watched it again last night in, in Dolby, uh, and it was an incredible experience. You can watch our review over on kindoffunny.com, or sorry, youtube.com slash kindoffunny for our in-review episode for that. Um, but one thing, one big question I have for you mm-hmm. is what's up with Chun-Li? She's my main in Street Fighter, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing absolutely nobody talk about her. Is it that the people you play with aren't charge character types, and like everyone's just kind of leaning towards more the quarter circle type players, or is Chun Li just kind of like not not the thing in this one? I mean, old, old characters old. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go to that newness. I am seeing a lot of new, newer characters. I was surprised last night when I ran into a Blanca, and I forgot Blanca was even in the game because nobody's using Blanca. And, I, and you're right, I'm not seeing anybody choose chun Li, and it might be a charge thing but there's also modern controls but i guess most people are still using classic controls mm-hmm. um but yeah i think for the charge characters i'm not seeing as many people use them but also i think there's just something exciting about picking up new characters and trying them out i think that's why i have been gravitating more toward the luke's and the kimberly's and even cammy i thought that cammy was going to be one of my mains but after moving on to kimberly i'm like oh i'm having a way better time i'm understanding this way more i think there's something a bit more natural and easygoing about picking up the new characters that works for people that might be picking up the game for the first time but when i was fighting against the blanca when i've been fighting against certain kens out there i'm like oh you guys definitely you guys are ogs yeah you guys played the 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 old games and i can tell because you're picking these characters and you're playing them like they're from the old games but i think a lot of newer people are picking up some of the new characters which is what you want right like 
it's like that passing of the baton but at least like the chun lees of the world are still in there if you want to if you want to try them out yeah and you could be one of the unique chun lees out there kicking yeah. ass anywhere can anyone can wear the the buns and anyone yeah anyone can wear can wear the buns i we did our uh episode of remember blank which, which you can check out right now patreon.com slash kind of funny our episode was all about street fighter remember the street fighter fighter franchise and would like would you imagine that me and greg miller sat here and watched the evo moment where it oh, was yeah. chun lee oh, yeah. uh, and i think it was ken right mm-hmm. blocking all pairing all mm-hmm. the kicks incredible and even greg miller was impressed oh yeah and that's how you know that's how you know it's fire yeah because nothing impresses him these days. He has exactly. a baby. He's brought life into this world. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, are you ever gonna? Do you think you're ever gonna get into Street Fighter? Hundred percent. I think I'm gonna miss the boat of everybody being into it. But that's just because there's too much going on. Mm-hmm. We are weeks away from Final Fantasy 16. Bless. Mm. Come on, man. God. And Zelda's still here. Still, I've only done one. I've only done one of the phenomenon in Zelda. Savor it. Yeah. Oh, I'm savoring it. I'm loving it. But you know what? We've talked a lot about Zelda. We've talked a lot about Street Fighter. We've talked a lot about a lot of things because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. We're each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. We come at you live with all the video game news that you need to know. If you can't watch live, that's totally cool. You can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com if you like videos. If you don't like videos, if you're like, I don't like things, I don't like using my eyes, I just want to use my ears, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily and we'll be right there there for you as well if you want to go above and beyond beyond uh patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go you get the show ad free just like our beautiful absolutely amazing patreon producers casey andrew delaney twining and james hasting uh you don't get ads like better that we'll tell you about later you also get a whole bevy of bonus content including weekly episodes of kind of feudy which is absolutely amazing if you've never seen an episode of kind of feudy we put one up free for everyone over on youtube so you can go check that out uh and hopefully you'll be like you know what i need more of this and if you want more Guess what? There's like there's hundreds so of episodes. More. There's so over much on more, Patreon. and they're all that good. Yes, they're all that good. Every yeah. week, I don't think there's been a bad kind of feudy. No, yeah, no, I, it's it's the most consistently amazing show that we have. Yeah, I right? love it. Love and it. also, like, shout out to the well, we got to do the same thing for shitlist. We show do. people what shitlist is all mm-hmm. about because I feel like not not enough of you guys are checking out the shitlist, and it's the show that I have the most fun being a part it's of. So great because it's so simple. We grab a list from online, any list, top ten bathrooms, top ten. Characters, farts, farts and games, right? I don't think have we done that one. We yet? haven't done it yet. I plan. One day. I, I it's have a threat. It. We will. I have found a top ten farts and games that I mm-hmm. want to do at some point. But we grab the most random list. We judge it for your amusement, and it is it's riveting every single time. Mm-hmm. And so go check those those out. Go check it out. And hey, if you're on the Epic Game Store, use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, and it helps us out so very very much. We appreciate all of you. If you want to be part of the show, kindoffunny.com slash kfgd is where you want to be. And if we get something wrong live during the show, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong is where you want to write in and correct us as we screw things up. Little housekeeping for you. The new kindoffunny.com slash store is up and live. Our first drop is live through this weekend, so make sure to grab it before it's gone. Whole bunch of cool stuff. Absolutely love the design on this one um mm-hmm. you can see me wearing the shirt there um is it a coincidence that it perfectly matches the jordan aqua eights no it's not yes it is it actually is but i love this shirt and i love wearing it with my aqua eights so you too can do that um and then on youtube and the live stream there's going to be a or after sorry on youtube in the live stream after this there will be a 30 minute post show where andy's going to come in to talk to us about all of your super chats about the store about the show about um the, the questions you might have about all the stories it's a friday bless I'm trying, fr- huh? i mean you're killing I'm it trying, you're still huh? you're rolling with it can i say that i think it's a missed opportunity to not have nick model the slides 
All these you know, all these pieces of merch have people modeling them, except for the slides. Mm -hmm. Kind of messed up. Mm -hmm. We talked about it, you know. And it, yeah. I also noticed that I'm not mo I'm not modeling any of these. I could have done the slides. Yeah, I would have asked for a raise, yeah. <laughs> but I would have done it. You know, <laughs> I could be free. paid to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp, and I'll tell you all about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Uh, people in the chat are asking what we're streaming today. Diablo 4. Yeah. You want to watch us all play Diablo 4? And also Tim. Mm -hmm. Seven is a typo. We have eight news stories today. Eight news stories. Wow. Baker's dozen, everybody. Story number one. Greg Miller is going to be in WWE 2K 2023. Uh, Kevin, can you please bring up the tweet? From Greg Miller. Greg put up a, a, a really nice little uh, post here that I'm going to read. I'm going to read this mm. post. All right. My entire life has revolved around video games, and a huge part of that has been WWE video games. Getting Royal Rumble on Genesis Christmas morning, finding a store breaking WrestleMania 2000 street date, hearing the SmackDown menu music in my dorm, and running down the hall until I found the game and my future friend. Wrestling games make up some of my favorite gaming memories. Next week, all appear in a WWE video game. You can get your Greg Miller manager card in 2K23's My Faction mode starting on June 9th. Since I started hosting WWE This Is Awesome, available now on Peacock, LOL, people have asked me what it's like working for WWE. What I tell them is that it's literally a dream come true. Like I knew I was going to cover video games in the fourth grade. That was an obtainable career that I saw a path to. It never felt out of reach. Being a WWE superstar, that's something I said would never happen and just had the occasional daydream about. In fewer than 365 days working with the WWE, I've done 13 episodes of my original show, been on SummerSlam, been on both nights of WrestleMania, worked backstage, interviewed countless superstars, feuded with JBL, and I'm now in a WWE video game. I can never thank you enough for making my wildest dreams just another day at the office. I'm forever in your debt. Hell yeah, dude. Absolutely phenomenal stuff, man. Greg Miller just continues to rise, continues to get everything that he deserves. Um, and this is just step one. You know what I mean? Because oh, let, let, let me give you some details here. Give all right. Uh, it's not a playable character. Managers are my faction buffs. But if everyone gets loud enough about this, hopefully they'll put him in 2K24's Mr. Rise. My Rise. My Rise. Yeah, he means my <laughs> Rise. You wrote Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rise. Greg Miller, Mr. Rise. The lock. 2024. <laughs> um, we will have a code to give kind of funny best friends so they can just unlock Greg without having to do the challenge, uh, which is beat the Miz with the person from the This Is Awesome pack. So this is really, really cool yeah. because it's like it's, it's them understanding Greg's passion, really kind of leaning into understanding who Greg Miller is as a person <laughs> and like that he wants, he wants to make this stuff happen. He wants to do cool things. And um, – they're down to play ball, and they're making this happen. So you'll be able to get Greg. Like this is in this the is game. so cool. Like <laughs> this is like, like I play my faction, right? And like I'm collecting these cards, and usually it is a Shawn Michaels or some Stone Cold variant or some wrestler that I've never heard of. And the idea of being able to log in and seeing Greg Miller's face, this mm -hmm. man who sits next to me in the office, right, seeing this face in my game, one is super cool. But then also I think is just super special to who kind of funny are like what you're talking about in terms of. Yo, WWE recognizes us and recognizes Greg especially as, hey, no, you're a part of this now. Like, you are part of the WWE family. You are a WWE superstar. I just noticed the kind of funny logo in the background. That's fucking insane. Yeah, dude. The kind That's of funny insane. logo is there. <laughs> like, That's absolutely It's so, wild. so, so cool. Uh, Merck uh, Kalamaniac in the chat says, just came in. Is that real? Yes, it's real. This is real. It looks Holy Photoshop. Shit. This looks like a, I saw, like, one of the first times I saw this image was on our kind of funny Reddit. Yeah. 
Oh and I thought God. it was fake. I knew it was real from Greg telling me, but seeing this image, I was like, oh, they don't even know that this is actually happening. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, no, this isn't happening. Uh, the fun little text there says the objective. Greg Miller, the host of This Is Awesome, wants to be your manager, but you've got to earn it. <laughs> I know that feel. I know how that feels. <laughs> but yeah, like it's funny. Like somebody in chat was like, I don't know who's the story number one. It's story number one to us. Like that is the yeah. thing, right? Like yeah. on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, we're all about you know, talking about the news and talking about what's going on currently. But we're also uh, we're also about sharing our personalities and sharing our, like, you know, we are, our wants, our struggles, our desires, all these things. And this is such a, like, if you follow, if you follow Greg for the last decade, like I have, because I think I started listening to Beyond in 2013, you know how much this man loves wrestling. You know how much this man uh, has strived to be in this position, right? And he said, he mentions it in his, in his write-up of, Oh yeah, video games and journalism has been something that I've strived for. It's been something that you know I've known I'm I'm going to be a part of, right? Because I'm going to work hard for it. WWE see, was a thing that seems unattainable, and I totally understand that feel because I get that too, right? In the in the sense of for me, video games was a thing that felt unattainable. Like working here, being kind of funny, working with you guys, that was something that for so long I was like, oh man, I I, I can try, but we'll see if this ever happens. And then you get there, and I get there, and I'm like, oh man. We did it. Like What's we're next? here. Like what is you know, next, right? like, what are the for, cooler things we can do? Yeah, and so for Greg Miller to be to be able to become a character, uh, become a um, a card in my faction, right? And hopefully, hopefully one day become a character in my rise. I think that would be the dope thing is to be playing as your creative character and then run into Greg Miller and he screams about you about screams at you about Oreos or some bullshit. Right? Yeah. Like, that is the dream right there. And we're a yeah, step away, man. I really believe we're it. We're getting there. So, yeah, hey, support this. If you guys are like WWE 2K23, if you have it, like, go in, get there. Like Greg was saying, there's going to be a, a free code somewhere put out uh, to be able to get it without having to do the stuff. But also, do the stuff. Get the stats up there. Yeah. Show people that people want Greg Miller. <laughs> give, me a, give me a JBL uh, feud in my eyes with Greg Miller. Give me, like, I want hints of that. Yeah. I want, I want you to run into both of them in, in the hallway, but you see you see JBL just clothesline from hell Greg, uh, Greg Miller oh, feel so in the good. background. Yeah. He's so sick. I want to beat the shit out of Greg Miller in a game. Same here. But I'm not good enough in video games. You know no, what I mean? You'll get there. Greg, I can't beat Greg Hop in into Street Fighter ever. 6. Huh? Yeah. Into Street Fighter Let's go with Street Fighter 6. Oh, I got Greg. That's nothing. That's Let's nothing. <laughs> but that's not even fair. Anyways, moving on again. Well, first off, before we move on, congratulations, Greg Miller. This is absolutely yeah. incredible. I, I'm so proud of you. Love being by your side for all these wins. And this is very, very special. Deserve the hell out of this. Uh, but story number two, we're going to keep the good vibes rolling, go. okay? We got something really fun that's about to happen right now, all right? I'm going to uh, read the headline for this. I'm actually going to read the story. Read the first. story, Tim. All right. Uh, story number two, Nintendo has announced Everybody 1-2 Switch. Of <laughs> and it's releasing this month. So many surprising things here, all right? <laughs> surprising is a word for it because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. like i saw i I'm, i saw this last night mm -hmm. and it was that thing of the slow realization of everybody was everybody wanted to switch has it i know what this is has this come out and then me realizing wait no this was leaked this was reported last year and then me realizing oh this is reported by fanbite by the one and only imran khan yeah and then i went and i like i looked i looked at the reporting i looked at this and i was like imran absolutely nailed it wow like i can't believe this is happening i can't believe it's happening this way so, so everybody one two switch. Yeah, you think Ciara's gonna get on the remix on this one? I heard that joke last night. You're oh, yeah? on that one, yeah. yeah. Yusef McGee already made that joke. Damn it, yeah. Damn. Well, hey, good minds. 
Great minds. Great minds think alike. say. A Nintendo has announced party game sequel, Everybody 1-2 Switch, set for release on June 30th. My birthday. Happy birthday to me. Uh, the title is a follow-up to 1-2 Switch, uh, which was released in March 2017 as a launch title for Switch. We already fucking know that. Uh, 3.5 million copies sold. Um, the game, which Nintendo's reportedly been sitting on for over a year, is now available to pre-order from the eShop at $30. Get together in groups and compete in a host of weird and wonderful mini-games featuring everything from balloons to aliens and more uh, in those games you'll use your joy con controller or smart device in oh. fun and unique ways earning points for your team in time honored fashion the team with the most points gets to claim the glory nintendo says its plans to share more information in the near future um fanbyte first reported this uh last june at the time it said the title had a game show like theme and might support up to 100 players rather than simply adding more mini games for the sequel it's claimed nintendo epd group 4 wanted to set the new game apart from its predecessor which supported up to two players they didn't call it 3-4. Come on. 3-4 uh, Switch. It's time to eventually... It, it's said to have eventually settled on a direction inspired by Jackbox games. Um, Fanby claimed the game featured a bipedal horse with an appearance of a man wearing a rubble a rubber animal mask who acts as a host and commentates on some modes. Uh, mini games are said to include musical chairs, bingo, and a take on Spin the Bottle. Oh, God. Let's go. Nintendo. Uh, however, feedback from playtesters was reportedly extremely negative with families with children labeling the game tedious. Do you know how hard it is to board children with a video game? Yeah. And families with children are like, oh, this is, no, this, this ain't it, Chief. So without further ado, I would like to welcome to the stage the returning Imran, the Don Khan. In an excellent, excellent shirt. Oh, I love this so much. Oh, wait, we got to get you the mic. There we go. Kev Dog running in like the pro that he is. Ooh, that is such a cool shirt. Holy cow. You Little Splatoon talk. Triforce. I take the jacket off because the back of the shirt's the real kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, dude. yeah, dude. That's awesome. How are you doing, Imran the Don Con? I am doing great. I came here just to crow about this thing. Just to, just to proclaim how fucking right I was. Yep, you did a, it. A year ago that I wrote, somebody told me, and I, as far as I know, this is correct. This is the only time a Nintendo game unannounced has leaked with this many details to be this accurate. The, mm -hmm. My enduring legacy is that fucking horse guy as a game journalist yep. is that guy in his weird cell phone video games. I, it's very weird. When I saw this image last night, my first thought was, oh my God, Imran called it, which <laughs> that's... The, you, what's it say about me and my trust in Imran that I was less surprised to see this and more surprised to see the horse? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like that, like, Imran, there's something about it them? terrifying. Oh yeah, is the, the mic's on now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. the right. mic. Yeah, cool. I turned it on. So my my question is: Is it is this when you expected it to be announced? Were you expecting it like a year after your reporting, or was it a thing that was meant to come out earlier? I figured it was probably going to be sometime late last year, where they could kind of just bury it. Mm -hmm. They're still doing that, I think. They uh, are yeah, just they're putting it out after Zelda. Yes. Like, let's put out the best game ever and then announce this thing that's going to come out later in the month. Do you have the actual tweet somewhere? Like, I can pull it up, yeah. Because it is the most joyless tweet I've ever seen Nintendo well, put out. I was surprised to not find a trailer when I was, doing, when I was looking for it this morning. Like, yeah. The fact that it was a, two, like, a tweet which is two lines, right? Hashtag everybody want to switch is coming to switch on uh, June 30th pre-order now and then just the promo image of everybody switch with the horseman in the front and like why is he <laughs> in the front i don't he's the host he's the host but like i don't even like how he's holding the joy con 
Yeah. He's like, holding, is it, he's he's holding, holding it, it like a gun. Like he's holding it, it to backwards. you. <sighs> the gun that I'm guessing is being held to the head of whoever's writing this tweet. Because like, <laughs> what, this is, it's like they're being forced to do this. Like, ah. Uh, what fuck. do you, I mean, what do you, what is the story, what is the story here, right? As far as you understand and know. Because from what you reported last year, this game, people were like, hey, it's mid, like this is tedious, it's not working. And Nintendo, for whatever reason, really wanted it to happen. Do you think that over the year they took the time to actually make it good? Like, where no. where do you think they're at with this? I don't. The no. fact that they, <laughs> if they kept it to sixty bucks, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they took it down to thirty, which is like an unthinkable prospect when I was writing about this last year, of like, but they were like, no, we want to sell this at sixty, or we got to put it on the 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 switch online. online. Yeah. yeah, but it down to thirty means tells tells me they have not spent any time working on this in the last year. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they've been like. Tears of the Kingdom got a year of polish. Mm-hmm. I don't think this got a year of polish. <laughs> I, I think they are recouping whatever they can off this thing. This is the only... Like, I've been covering video games a long time. Mm-hmm. I've, you frequently knock at Nintendo's door and try to figure out what you can get. Sometimes I get stuff like the time I got Xenoblade 3 like way early. But this one, people came to me. Because they're mm. like, you will not believe the garbage that we are making right now. Oh my god. So I... Maybe this game is good. Maybe in some like weird universe that they spent the last year working on this, they've managed to actually crack it and it is like as fun as a Jackbox game or whatever and like Maybe the horse is fun, like personality-wise. Well, Who knows? That's the uh, that's the interesting thing is that this is I mean this is the sequel. This is the follow-up to everybody one to one two switch, right? Mm-hmm. But it's way different from One Two Switch, and One Two Switch was a game that came out at the launch of the Switch. At the launch of the Switch, yeah, was very much a launch title, right? It was very much, hey, here's this multiplayer party thing that's showing only, off the Joy Cons. Yeah, showing off the Joy Cons, and it's two players, and we just have some video games where you milk cows or do whatever, right? And it it did what it did. Like three point five million is honestly more than what I expected, but then you remember it's a launch title, and yeah. so and there there weren't that many other games to buy at the time, and so yeah, like it's gonna sell quite a few million copies. Everybody, everybody wants to switch is more of an iteration on um, the Jackbox games, where it is, and from what you reported, right, 100 players, like you have maybe teams of players going at it, and then you are playing with either your Joy-Con or a phone in some scenarios. But the mini games include things like musical chairs, bingo, and a take on spin the bottle in which players must complement each other. I'm not positive that's still in there, but yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was one of the things they told me about at the time that people thought sucked. Yes. Like, just like, this is not fun, like... If you want to play Spin the Bottle, you just play actually Spin the Bottle and not a Nintendo game. The, the idea of, hey, you spin and then who it lands on, you have to compliment them is the most <laughs> Nintendo weird shit of all time. But it's going to be a great stream for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we thing, have to play with yeah. Nick. I think we're going to get maybe one great stream out of this. And it's not, it's, it's going to be a result of the game probably being wacky and being so weird. But I don't know. I mean,. Yeah, like what does that do in terms of how the game's received? Does it sell more than three point five million? <laughs> does it overtake the one two switch number? No. I mean thirty dollars though. Like, like the, it's an interesting thing of like the the number you're talking about there is just units sold. I'm not saying it's going to at this point in mm-hmm. time, but I do there's a lot there's so much to break down with this. <laughs> um I'm very interested in how un Nintendo this looks. Like, Kev, mm-hmm. can you bring up the tweet one more time? Like, I this does not in any there's nothing about this image that says Nintendo magic. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. feel like every other Nintendo project, to some extent, like I feel like over time, what that means has evolved and changed into more things where like, I am utterly shocked at how much love the like, 
uh, RPGs get, like the Xenoblade type games, yeah. the Monolith games, like that is Nintendo at this point. And nobody could say otherwise. Like they've put out so many games like that 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 is part of the legacy and lore of Nintendo. This just feels weird and bizarre in a way that something like Ring Fit, while always feeling a little bit weird, still felt Nintendo. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. in line with the the Wii Fit um like kind of lore and, and ethos. But this is just like People are saying Resolve. in chat that you know it looks like something that's more akin to Ubisoft. It's very yeah. Ubisoft. You, you could put like a, that on a DS box and then a Ubisoft logo, logo in there. Yep. And it would yeah. look right at and home. Pushing oh further, God, this so looks true. like if Ubisoft wanted to do PlayLink. Like if you remember PlayLink from PlayStation where they had all the phone stuff. It looks like if Ubisoft did that, which again is bizarre. It makes me wonder where Nintendo, where this idea originated from. Did they look at the success of 1-2-Switch and immediately go, all right, let's do it again. Or did they yes. look at Jackbox and go... No, th so it's both. It's They, they wanted to make a 1-2-Switch sequel. And mm. then from there, they were like, well, what do we do with it? And then Jackbox was like the inspiration. Mm. But they didn't like... The thing about Jackbox is not every game's a hit. And the ones that are hits are like generally inspired and funny and stuff like that. So like, and they're not mini games. Yeah. They're, I, they're, I, I, what do we do to make our friends laugh? And that's the thing. I think the, the thing that, make Jack, that makes Jack, Jackbox games fun are the ways in which they let you be perverted and let you say, say yeah. crazy shit. That's the most un-Nintendo thing, though, right? Nintendo's not going to foster an environment for you to make dick jokes to your friends, right? And for you to say, like, you know, put cuss words, put whatever, whatever bad words you want to put on a, on a, you know, a blank slate on a t-shirt or whatever. That's not Nintendo. And so, yeah, Nintendo's solution to that is, hey, spin the bottle, but you compliment a person. Mm -hmm. And that is... That sounds like the, the worst kind of iteration on what you can do with a Jackbox. Thing. And Jackbox <laughs> is on Switch. Yeah. yeah. Like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's it makes I don't see the the value proposal for anyone to actually buy this. One thing when I was writing the story, I was told that they already printed the boxes and the cover art. Mm. So I, <laughs> this really appears funny. to be an eShop release. <laughs> Damn, so so it's like, gonna be physical too. There'll be there'll probably there will probably be a limited physical amount. What I'm guessing happened is they took those boxes and were like, "Fuck it, just make them Tears of the Kingdom boxes." Mm. Like that has to be what because that thing. Over not overshipped. It sold out pretty well, but like that thing shipped a lot of physical copies. To the extent that I kind of wonder what they must have done with it to do that. So it must have been they went back like, well, we had this fucking warehouse. Can you yeah. imagine like going to buy Tears of the Kingdom and you come home and you open <laughs> it and like there was some factory error and you just open your Tears of the Kingdom box <laughs> and everybody wants you switches switch. in there. <laughs> this seems like the type of game that, I mean, look. I hope it's good. I don't expect it to be, but I'd hope that it's good. But even then, thirty dollar price point, interesting. But throw it on Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, that you know that was the obvious one to do. Like, I guess they want to make some money off of it versus like, because this isn't going to get anyone to subscribe to Nintendo no. Switch Online. Never. So they're selling it for thirty bucks. They maybe they'll trick five hundred thousand people yeah. into playing it. But again, who knows? Yeah. Hey, we won't have to wait too long. Twenty-eight days from now, Let's this go. will be in stores. <laughs> I, I'm shocked that there's not a trailer. I'm shocked that there's not more. I mean. I'm not shocked that there's not more marketing in the sense that they they probably expect this not to do well. But the fact that you're announcing this and it's coming out this month and you only have the image, <laughs> you are really setting this thing out to die. I was told by a PR person last year when the story came out that they had to. This is the PR person for Nintendo. They had to write a summary of the article and send it to Nintendo executives in Japan. Mm -hmm. So now I'm imagining, knowing what like was in that article and what they they read, they had to be like, "How the fuck did this happen? How did mm -hmm. they get this?" And again, this is my lasting legacy mm. that people are going to remember me for the horse guy. And let's go. Honestly, not that terrible. 
Maybe not the worst thing in the world. Imran, I need to. I need you to get back in the in the game <laughs> of leaking other games. <laughs> yeah. No. Now it's all work product. Now I know shit I can't talk about. Oh man. One day. One day. <laughs> uh, Imran, any any final words on uh one two everybody one two switch? By June thirtieth, you have much better stuff to play. You might as well just wait for Pikmin or keep playing Zelda. Like that. I don't. Unless this game comes out and it blows everyone out of the water and it makes me look like a fool somehow, which I'd be glad for, don't waste 30 bucks on this. <laughs> Buy an expensive sandwich in San Francisco or something. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> or... You can buy a subscription at patreon.com slash kindoffunny to get the show ad-free. But for everyone else, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Nintendo news keeps popping off, everybody. Story number three, Nintendo announces a collection of pastel-colored Switch Joy-Cons. This comes from Anthony Wood at IGN. Uh, Nintendo's revealed a collection of four new Joy-Cons that will be available for Switch on June 30th, my birthday, alongside everybody want to Switch. Uh, to add pastel pink, yellow, purple, and green to their gamepad collections. Uh, start off your summer in style with this new line of pastel Joy-Con controllers. Whether you're on vacation or at a family barbecue, you'll be looking <laughs> cool with these colorful controllers. Listen, I wouldn't buy these controllers, but Anthony would. 
Yeah. That's the name of the guy that wrote the article. Yeah. Uh, hey! hey! <laughs> Let's go. It's Friday. Still got it, everybody. It's Friday. Oh, my God. Are any of these speaks to you at all? Actually, I kind of like the pink. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I like all these. I'm the, not going to lie. The I think they look nice. The I'm okay with. I guess the green one, too. Like, I don't know what you... I'm about to... it. I mean, I'm not going to show up to buy them because... These are expensive, and I got. I already have Joy Cons. Yeah. I got. I got my nice white Joy Cons, my OLED Switch. Yeah. Um. But if I ever need, if I'm ever in need of Joy Cons, I could see myself going for maybe the the, the light green and the pink. Mm-hmm. I, I like those two. Yeah, man. I've been obsessing over Joy Cons recently, or like Joy Con alternatives, uh-huh. and I've been talking about a lot on the show. I've gotten down to my two <laughs> answers for what I'm doing. Th- three answers. Okay, okay. Plus. <laughs> let me let me go quick with, on this one. All right. Go for it. I, I've talked a lot about the the Nixie controller, the N- NYXI that are like big old. It's essentially a pro controller cut in half mm-hmm. that uses Joy-Cons. That's great, but it's a little unwieldy. So that's really more like when I'm at home sitting there, Gia's watching TV and I'm playing. I'm like yeah. super comfortable. But for plane flights, the Hori Split Pad Pro Compact. Mm-hmm. A lot of words there. But really nice. No rumble, but it's a nice uh, kind of middle ground where it's light, it's easy, it's really portable, and it's good. On the Pro Controller front, mm-hmm. the 8-bit, though, Pro Controller 2, fantastic. It has built-in back triggers. Oh, like the back paddles. Yeah, back paddles on the controller. Really high-quality mm-hmm. stuff. Not that expensive, and it's a great alternative to the official Nintendo Pro Controller. You can also use it with other systems and stuff, so it's really, really nice. Um yeah, so that's it. Ooh, Those are my I like the Pokemon for design. Um, no, th- this this isn't it. That looks. See, like- this is the Split Pad Pro. The Split Pad Pro Compact. Oh, it's compact. compact. I don't love this one. I don't love the Pro. I love. Yeah, if you look at the white. Oh. Okay. Yeah. The, these would be my suggestion for uh, for travel. But you don't have a gyro, you don't have rumble, and it's so funny, you don't realize how much you love gyro. You, uh-huh. you think you hate gyro mm-hmm. until you don't have gyro in Tears of the Kingdom, and you're fighting one of them big constructs. Oh, dude, I turned off that gyro. Oh, really, yeah, dude? Oh, the arrows, it helps so yeah, much. You every aim- single time, like, I need to turn it off, but every single time I use it, I'm like, this is this isn't helping me. Yeah, man, it's... <laughs> stuff out there my, my brain is weird when it comes to changing controls because i left the gyro on for maybe the first 20 hours of playing tears of the kingdom but i realized that i i realized that i played breath of the wild with it off and so like i got 20 hours and i was like i don't need to do this and i turned it off and i was like oh man this is gonna be such an adjust- adjustment it happens with any video game even if i switch my control my controls 10 minutes in there's something in the back of my mind that's like go back to def- default go back to default like you're playing the game in a twisted, bastardized way. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to the I way want it's the authentic to experience. Yeah, play in normal mode. <laughs> it's like okay, well, but cool. Uh, I, I, I always like that uh, where uh, Nintendo uh, announces new Joy-Con colors. I'm all about the the different colored variations for these controllers. Yeah, me too. And also, what's going on June 30th? <laughs> that everything's happening. Is it the fiscal year or the fiscal month? Birth of our or Lord, quarter, whatever. The b- birth of our Lord. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tim just called himself Jesus. <laughs> you know what? It happens, okay? <laughs> Words come out of my mouth, and sometimes I mean them. Sometimes I don't. Uh, story number four, Square Enix is working on nailing down Final Fantasy VII Rebirth's release date. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Let me tell you, Bless, mm-hmm. this morning I woke up way earlier than I wanted to, yeah. pull up my phone, look at Twitter, and I see Final Fantasy VII's Twitter account. Final Fantasy VII's mm-hmm. Twitter account. Tweet this image that was, like, kind of weirdly written yeah. and, like, um... I don't know if I can you try to find it real quick while yeah, I'm you. talking here uh, to send it to, to Kev because I want people to see this. Um, and I was like, there's no way this is real. 
And I had to dig because now that Elon Musk fucked Twitter and I can't just look at the verified thing and be like, oh, it's real. Mm -hmm. I had to be like, is this is this real? Because it can't. It doesn't look real. This looks fake as shit. It does look. Yeah. Okay. Now that I have it pulled up. I'm not even sure if this is real. Slack yeah. it to assets, please. Assets, I got So I'm going to read this here. Square Enix has provided a development and release date update for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, a.k.a. Final Fantasy VII Remake 2. Uh, the second entry in the trilogy was announced in June 2022. At the time, Final Fantasy VII Remake series producer Yoshinori Katasi, who also directed 1997's original game, said Rebirth would be released next winter, meaning late 2023 or early 2024. Quote, development is progressing smoothly and according to plan. He said in an update on Friday, we're currently working on nailing down a release date for the game. When Final Fantasy VII Rebirth was announced, uh, they claimed development of the game was proceeding at an astonishingly fast pace for such a large-scale HD title. He added, making the middle part of a trilogy has its own challenges, but there are plenty of classic second installments in the world of film that are defined by stunning story twists and deeper explorations of their characters. Often these second installments become a favorite amongst the fans. Uh, the creative director, Tetsuya Nomura, said that the sequel was being designed so that people can enjoy it whether or not they know the original game. In fact, new players might even enjoy starting their Final Fantasy VII journey with Rebirth. Cloud and his friends embark on a new journey in this game, and I believe that the scenes that they witness after leaving Midgar will give players a fresh new experience. Uh, but yeah, you can see this image here where it's like, I wanted to believe You see that on real. your timeline, you're like, well, okay, what is this? Yeah. Whose parody account is this? I mean, even just the phrasing and like the way it's colored and bolded here, but like working on nailing down a release date. Like, all right. The, the, working on nailing down a release date, it just doesn't sound They're working professional. On it. it sounds weird. Like, not that I'm professional, but y'all should be. Listen, I'm working on nailing down a release date for the Blessing Show. Right? Like, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, but, anyways, I'm excited about this. Yeah. All that so they're saying gives, is. Gives you faith? Yeah. I mean, I'm a little surprised. Like, I remember when they were saying that it's going astonishingly well, and it's like, this is square we're talking about this is final fantasy like it's so easy to joke after um you know you look back to final fantasy in the the earlier days and they're pumping those things out every couple years yeah. even on playstation when we're talking about the the golden era of final fantasy of seven eight nine ten um those were not annualized but like pretty pretty close to annualized which mm. is wild to think about a final fantasy game mm. and then um to a, that big wait for i mean you know eventually 11 was online so it was kind of different 12 13 being the first next gen at the time one play, playstation 3 and 360 and then 14 being online there was a big old wait until yeah, 15, 15 right and that 15 was kind of the one that we think of as modern square i would say kind of like really beginning mm. um and modern square to us is lol it's gonna be delayed yeah it's gonna be delayed it's i mean we look delayed. at 13 verses and that Which was that. announced and yeah i guess yeah that that did turn into 15 and that was just the, lo the longest wait ever and then you look at how long was the wait really for kingdom hearts 3 because that felt like it was so it was, long i mean kingdom hearts 3 and final fantasy 15 were announced at the exact same e3 the same playstation press conference like the 15 where, where like they named it 15 yeah right? okay. versus 13 the logo exploded and said 15 and i lost my yeah. fucking mind was bless. that like was that was that fact though you know, was was fifteen really versus thirteen? What do you mean? Like, wasn't that like? Do you was the DNA of Final Fantasy versus thirteen? Was that actually in Final Fantasy fifteen when it was all said and done? The DN was not the A. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you know, you know what I'm talking about there. I don't know, but I trust you. There. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, it was, essentially, it was kind of like a lot of the characters, but like they were very different. And okay. like the spirit of it, no, 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 no. They took no. the A and they put it in Kingdom Hearts three. Well the end of it and king yeah. of hearts 4 seems to be final fantasy versus 13 as we used to know it 
Right. God bless Square. God bless you. But yeah, uh, like it, it feel it, it feels like Square has gotten their development time down in a way that you wouldn't know you you wouldn't have considered given what the history uh, has been with Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy and having to wait and all this stuff because when Final Fantasy VII remake was announced, I think everybody assumed that oh we're never going to see this thing like this is going to be a decade away like this is going to be so many years away and then what it came out four years later five years later maybe yeah but like it, I mean it came out at a time where it's Oh no, that's a regular development yeah, cycle. Five years. You took 2015 four- was the reveal. 2020 is when it released. Okay, so yeah, you took about five years to make this thing. So, that's a with, long time with a lot of development issues, with a lot of teams mm. shaking up, a lot of who's directing it, like all that stuff. Like Final Fantasy VII remakes, like development story mm-hmm. was not clean. No, okay. it was not simple and not clean. All right. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, given that we're about to be in 2024, right, and we're and seemingly i imagine that yeah final fantasy 7 rebirth is going to come out early 2024 like that seems standard and that seems it seems like they've gotten a bit healthier with their development timelines and actually putting things out at a decent pace and not having to wait i mean we got in 2020 we got final fantasy 7 remake and against all odds it was incredible Mm -hmm. it was so good it was our game of the year that year and here we are now weeks away from final fantasy 16 which from what i've played is going to be a game of the year contender mm-hmm. as we call it here i think with zelda it's a it's gonna be a tall order and at yeah. this point i don't think final fantasy is gonna gonna take the crown but i do think it's gonna potentially i, I think it's likely that it's gonna make uh the game awards final nominations yeah. for, for game of the year um and then you're telling me that we expect final fantasy 7 rebirth within eight months of that and i believe it yeah and i truly believe it yeah oh well the one thing i don't buy out of this in fact, new players might even enjoy starting their Final Fantasy VII journey with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Are you insane? <laughs> no. <laughs> Could you imagine like hopping into Final Fantasy VII for the first time? You're like, I'm going to start with the second game of the remake trilogy. I mean, that, that sounds insane. <laughs> it is insane, but I really do think that it is probably not crazy. Like in the same way that starting with remake, it's like, yeah, you're missing out on a lot of stuff if you didn't play the others, but they fill in the gaps contextually a little bit for you mm-hmm. that you're getting a experience that is high quality. It's weird, but guess what? It, it is weird. That's what this is. I think, and I've been saying this, I think that Rebirth is going to be dramatically different than yeah. the original story. So I think that it, it's going to be essentially new content. So I feel like they're going to be telling a story that will be easier for new players to understand than a straightforward remake would be of a part two of a remake sure, of a okay. game from 1997. I just can't imagine like booting up that game for the first time, having no knowledge of Final Fantasy VII and going like, all right, so I'm this guy named Cloud who has a big sword, but also there's this guy, Zach, that also has a big sword that seems like he's like Cloud, but he's not Bless. like Cloud. What up? You played all these games. Yeah, and I still and don't know still what's going don't on. I still don't understand who the fuck Zach is, and I played Crisis Core. <laughs> God, these games. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my boy, Zach. He's back, baby. Uh, story number five. Hi-Fi Rush Steam Leak suggests DLC is on the way. I didn't see this. Oh, yeah? You're just seeing this now? What? Oh, Tim, that Xbox showcase is about to be hype. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that as a possibility, yeah. but it makes so much sense. Yeah. Oh, hell yes. This is from and George Foster <laughs> at The Gamer. Oh, The Gamer. A recent update to Hi-Fi Rush's Steam achievements list suggests that DLC could be on the way and could be announced at Xbox's upcoming summer showcase. Without a shadow of a doubt, one of the biggest and best surprises of 2020 so far is hi-fi rush which was announced and shadow dropped on the same day all the way back in xbox's first developer direct of the year as pointed out by twitter user idle sloth 84 underscore 
<laughs> Hi-Fi Rush's Steam database page was recently updated to add 10 new achievements to the game. All 10 of the achievements are marked as hidden and titled TBA with a corresponding number. Because we can't see what any of the achievements are for, it's a little hard to speculate on what's going on here, but it appears that Hi-Fi Rush is either getting a sizable free update or some kind of... Of some kind. with uh, Of some kind, with some fun new achievements, or there's going to be a story expansion of some kind that's sold as DLC. What would you want out of a Hi-Fi Rush DLC? Because, like, this, this, of course, leaves it open, right? Like, the, a couple of things come to mind. Mm -hmm. One of those things is we just got that Sifu um, DLC arenas. that added in arenas. That was a, a challenge mode, right? And that was such a fun thing. There could also be a story DLC that adds maybe a couple new le levels with some new boss fights, and I think that would be dope as well. Um, but, yeah, it just being Steam achievements leaves it pretty open, but I think pretty much confirms the fact that we're going to get more content to mess around with, which no matter what that content is, I'm in for it for Hi-Fi Rush because that game is just so fun to play. Yeah. I hope that it is more than arenas. Yeah. And I hope that it is actually like story-based stuff. I I'd love maybe like a three-chapter DLC, like a little like side story um, of them post the first game with all the abilities unlocked, like just as a, a starting point. Like, Oh my god, that'd be so much fun. Like there was so much creativity with a lot of the boss fights in that game, but I think specifically like the later game fights. Yeah. Um, I think about the classic fight, which is like my favorite one, the classical music. Oh, I, oh my god, that, that's my favorite on, one too. Man, it's so good. And I feel like we are at a point now that the DLC can get weird. So the ultimate Tim Getty's dream goal, it's hip hop themed. Oh, you know what I'm God, talking about? Yeah. Like, that would just be so good. I feel like we got a lot of great genre representation in the first game. And I love the more kind of like punk rock Scott Pilgrim vibe that it had. But I would love to get more either electronica or um, hip hop stuff. And we got a little bit of that with the, uh, uh, the Prodigy Invaders Must Die moment uh, in that game. But like, I want some absolutely pumping jams, as Simon yeah. Cardi would say. Yo, give me All some right? pumping jams. But do you think we get that? I. I mean, my expectation of what we're going to get for sure is them at the Xbox Showcase being like, and it's out now, right? Mm -hmm. Or at least, like, it's out next week or something because the fact that the achievements are already popping means that, yeah, that they're uploading the shit, right? Like, they're gearing this shit up for release. Um, in terms of what we actually get out of it, it's really hard to say because Hi-Fi Rush was not that long of a game, right? And so, like, what, it was maybe seven hours to beat, maybe eight eight hours or so. I could, I could see them being like, hey... Let's get this thing out the door. Like, let's make a quality experience that's concise, that's like complete, but also let's not overextend ourselves. That way we can put that effort maybe into making post launch con launch content because that world is that world is so well built out for what that game is, right? For the six to seven hours you're, pl you're, you're playing of it. It has so much personality. It has I, I, they, they ha there's so much I think they can do in terms of expanding and adding new characters and adding new like intrigue and plot points and stuff like that world seems primed for expansion no pun intended um and so yeah i would be so i would be so totally down for a story dlc that is a few more chapters and that is maybe even give me like one big new boss fight but if you're gonna do that give me, make that boss fight big like yeah. i want a like substantial boss fight i think that'd be a, a really fun thing but i also wouldn't mind some challenge stuff because that was one of the things that i i wish i engaged with more in the game once you be this isn't spoilers but this is like mechanical spoilers that you probably don't care about but and if you do you probably already beat hi-fi hi rush but like once you beat the game you unlock more challenge features right and like that that's the stuff that's that's the kind of stuff that i, I fuck with a lot because that is a game that in its original playthrough i think it's kind of easy you know it's kind of straightforward i found it to be easy at least and i want a bit more like all right make me play to the beat make mm -hmm. me actually be on rhythm with this thing i could see them adding in more stuff that is more arenas adjacent to, yeah. to to do that my one fear though is that 
in the way that Sifu, I thought going back to it was going to be such a struggle. And then it ended up being fine. Like, Sifu is such an easy game to pick back up if you if you played through it. Hi-Fi Rush strikes me as a, oh, man, how do I play this again type yeah. thing. I think that's going to that's gonna be a struggle. But, you know, like, that's on them to figure out. Maybe they, they easy win slowly and find some tutorial stuff to put in there to remind people how to play. Yeah, I, I'm so with you, like, with all those challenge things. I When I love a game, I just want more of it, and I just yeah. want them to, like, continue to reward me for playing it. And I feel like uh, Hi-Fi Rush, as much as I loved it, I didn't feel that urge to do 100% of every single thing. Yeah, like, same. I, but having said that, it was a game that in my first playthrough, I was trying to get every single thing. Like, I was trying to go out of my way to find all the collectibles, but when I missed one, I didn't go back to the level to to try to get it again. Mm. Um, and then once we unlocked all the, the challenge stuff, I did a couple of them, but then I was eventually like, all right, I'm moving off of this. Um, so I don't know that them adding more of that stuff's really going to, like, I, if yeah. that's what it is, if, if it's more of an arenas type thing for Hi-Fi Rush, I don't think I even come back. Really? Yeah. Um, because I feel like if I wanted that, I could just play the game already yeah. where it's at. Whereas with Sifu, with arenas, I wanted more Sifu. And I feel like them adding the whole kind of like in film inspired, um, moments mm. and like levels and challenges. That was really cool. I mean, I guess they could do something like that for Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. But the problem with Hi-Fi Rush is the majority of the music isn't licensed, right? It's mm. original songs, which are cool and they're great. I feel like I want more licensed songs. <laughs> like I That'd feel be like, a really cool way to take it for the DLC if they yeah. were able to get a few, like a few, a few, like very strong licensed music or licensed songs to put in there for levels and have that be a thing of, hey, no, this is how we treat the DLC. The DLC is going to be like either the B sides. Oh man, I would love like a B sides kind of thing. I mean, like, what if they did like a Celeste B sides where I they mean, took the songs and then remix, gave them to artists to remix them, and then you re play through remixed versions of the levels? Yeah. Fuck, dude. <sighs> That'd be sick as hell. Was awesome, that was it? such a good, so a good, a good song. It was such a good game. Oh man! Story number six: Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is taking their expansion on tour. Uh, wake up, Jooms! In June, we'll reveal some hot info about Phantom Liberty. What a dope name! Every time I hear it, uh, to ensure your enthusiasm doesn't fizzle out, we'll be inviting you to a Phantom tour, a series of events around the world dedicated to showing the expansion to our community. More deets coming soon, and we got a little picture here where we see. Warsaw, Cologne, Tokyo, Beijing, Seoul, Paris, Sao Paulo, and London. Wow. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're doing it. They're doing it. I, I, I love that they're taking their expansions so, so seriously and really trying to push it as if it's like almost like a new big game, right? Because mm -hmm. for CD Projekt Red and how they've done their expansions with their big RPGs, that is sort of what it is, right? That, like the way that people talk about the Witcher stuff, the um, Blood and Wine, and like the the oh, what's the other one, the Heart Hearts of Stone or something like that. Um, the way they treat these things, people show up to them and like they have that impact as if they're a big new game. And so them doing Phantom Liberty and doing a tour of it to show it off, that's that almost feels like more than they did for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven yeah. like original. Like of course with that they also had the um, the episodes of um like they, I, I forget what they called them but they had like an episodic series for cyberpunk 2077 where they showed off more features of the game and they would show like hey this is how we made the motorcycles and this is how we made cars and shit uh but like them taking on tour to actually show to the audience for me i think that hits a bit harder that, that feels a bit more personal that feels a bit more hey you know we're down to earth with this and we're paying attention to the fact or we're, we're allowing you to get eyes on, on this in a better way what's going on with the sound i think that's on it Okay, sick. Kev, Kev's the soloing uh, production today, so he's he has his hands in, yeah. in many Cats, cookie jars. I don't know why it's coming through everywhere. <laughs> so I'll work on figuring that out. Chat is saying uh, Night City Wire. Yeah, appreciate that's it. What yeah. It was. Yeah, 
Hey, cool. I'm excited for more Offensive Liberty. I'm yeah. excited to see I'm it. I'm excited for like, Idris Elba. Idris Elba, like, come on, man. Like, I hope that this it's is great. Good. I hope that they they get things back on track. It seems like they will. I have full faith in this, actually. Um, which, hey, maybe that's on me. But yeah, I. I what, where are you at? You think Phantom Liberty is going to hit? Yeah, I think it's going to. I think it's going to hit. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Could you imagine if it was a disaster? I mean, <laughs> I I honestly can't. And like that, we'll that might see. be a dangerous thing. But hey, yep. Story number seven: Waypoint is dead. Long live remap. This comes from Luke Plunkett at Kotaku. Back in April, we brought you the very sad news that Waypoint, Vice's video game website, was being shut down. Now, only a few weeks later, we get to bring you the excellent news that the site and its podcast will live on at a new home. The site staff, which includes some former Kotaku staff, announced tonight that they're launching a remap, which is going to be basically the same thing as Waypoint, only not at Vice anymore because Vice never knew how to manage them properly and is in huge financial trouble. Instead, the crew now own their own work, which is definitely the future of serious and quality independent video game coverage and is something they can be immensely proud of while things are still in their formative stages they'll be broadcasting on twitch have a twitter account and most importantly a website which has subscription tiers people can sign up to not only enjoy the team's work like the podcast remap radio but more importantly support it definitely go check this out um remap very excited about this patrick lepic and the team over there um horrible news of what happened recently but mm -hmm. this is the future the present the past for some of us yeah. uh this is the the way forward and i think that uh, as we've seen in the last couple months weeks years everything games media is in a in a tough spot mm -hmm. um and more and more of the the smaller guys are getting put out more and more of the bigger guys are getting put out yeah um so here it is uh them doing their own thing i think this is great um their their tier setup i think is really well done you can subscribe annually um or just monthly whatever it is but Definitely, this is the type of thing where they need as much support now as possible. Getting the, that groundswell moment, it is huge. And that will kind of set the trajectory for them. So if you're interested in, in them at all, if you want um, more of that type of uh, games media coverage, yeah. um, definitely would recommend checking them out. Yeah, and if you're unfamiliar or you have an unfamiliar with Waypoint, right? Waypoint was very like important in my uh, time following games media, right? Before I worked at Kind of Funny, they were the ones that I think really exposed me to the idea of no, like video game coverage can be like super intelligent. It can be political. You can get deeper in terms of how you uh, analyze and really break down the the video games that you love, right? And they do such a they have done such a great job of coverage and talking about conversations or talking about the video games with conversations that move things forward and conversations that are really interesting to listen to and uh, read. Uh, and yeah, like Austin Austin Walker, formerly uh, what was doing Giant Bomb, also Patrick Klepek, I believe, formerly was also doing Giant Bomb. He's been a, a, at quite a few places. Uh, these are people that have storied histories uh, in the industry, and I can't recommend them enough as voices to listen to and voices to like give credence to because what they the shit that they say is so on point a lot of the time. And yeah, I... I in my days listening to Waypoint Radio, I always really, uh, really enjoyed their content. And so, yeah, go out there, support uh, Remap, support um, folks that are yeah, that have had, you know, struggles with these bigger enti entities that don't know what they're doing, right? And then end up either laying off staff or shutting down verticals. Like, these people need your support because they're doing the actual work that really does matter, right? And so if you like content like this, if you like content like Giant Bomb, if you like um, listening to people have conversations about video games right and sometimes good conversations about video games go support remap radio because they're doing that on another level hell yeah man check them out and then final story of the day story number eight uh, a ubisoft forward trailer teases a mystery game for this month's showcase this comes from tom ivan at vgc uh ubisoft's revealed fresh details about its upcoming ubisoft forward 
Uh, a new trailer for the event, which is viewable below, confirms that it'll feature Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which I'm excited to see. Really interested yeah. in what this game ends up being. I, I don't think it's going to be great, but like, mm -hmm. I'm hoping that it, it surprises people. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage and the crew Motorfest while also teasing an unannounced title. On Thursday, it was also announced that Assassin's Creed Nexus VR is coming to MetaQuest uh, this year with the game's full reveal planned for Ubisoft forward. So it's wild that Assassin's Creed Nexus VR was announced and I had no idea until I read the, this story. Um, that's wild. But also, yeah, like it's what does that lineup do for you in terms of trying to promote this Ubisoft forward? And when they, when they say... Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, Assassin's Creed Mirage, and the Crew Motor Fest. Does that get you excited? Absolutely not. Um, yeah. But also, they need to promote their games. It's one of those things where I, I have such low expectations for the Ubisoft Forward. I think that they, they just they need to talk about what their, their slate is. We know that this is their slate. Maybe there's going to be a surprise. Do I expect that surprise to surprise me or like be? It's going to be Star be, Wars. Be <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, even with, I guess, you know what? Then in that sense, I am excited to see what they have with Star Wars. Yeah. I definitely am. Um, I just, we've talked it to death about our thoughts on Ubisoft here and this being a live in-person showcase. That's the thing I'm most interested in is that choice mm -hmm. in 2023 that after the Monday after summer game fest, when everyone's gone, y'all are going to do this in LA. I, let's see if it works out. I'm not so sure. Yeah. I have the timing doubts, is so unfortunate. Many, many doubts. It's unfortunate, but it was a choice. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the weirdest part about it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see where this all kind of shakes out. Um, it's hard for me to be excited about Ubisoft these days for many, many reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the biggest reason is in the past couple of years, they've done more wrong than right in, uh, in many, many senses of the word. Yeah. Um, but I think even just in terms of the games that they've shown and talked about and put out, they haven't spoke to me. And Ubisoft used to speak to me very loudly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bit rough, but like when I look at that list of games, like I'm I'm with you that that doesn't excite me necessarily when I see Mirage, Avatar, and the Crew Motorfest. That said, the Crew Motorfest I am looking forward to trying out because they're going for more of a Forza Horizon uh, angle with it, and I told I absolutely adore Forza Horizon, and so something like that is for me is the right direction to take it, and I I'm curious to try it out. Assassin's Creed Mirage, even though Assassin's Creed isn't my thing. When I see that trailer, I think that trailer looks like a, a pretty decent um, uh, uh, version of what Assassin's Creed is, right? Like, talking to Barrett, Barrett's excited for it, right? And that's him being a super-duper Assassin's Creed fan, but I think there's something there. And then, yeah, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora. Avatar, huge IP, one that I don't understand, but I know it's one that you fucking love, right? I mean, I, yeah, I fucking love it. Do I need a video game? No, but, like, mm -hmm. let, me, let, me, let me tell you this, Bless. Yeah. I would rather play a Far Cry Avatar than a Far Cry. Exactly. No, that's a, and that's a wonderful way to put it. And that is... I think that could help define what Ubisoft's feature, feature is as they try to figure everything out, right? Hey, let's focus in on the things that work for us. Let's focus in on Assassin's Creed and making a billion of those, making the ones that people want. Let's make Assassin's Creed in Japan. Let's make a Witch Trials one that seems kind of interesting, right? And let's put out Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is a more classic version of what that is that's going to speak to the fans that love Assassin's Creed 1, 2, um, 4, etc. Let's, uh, yeah, let's focus on IP like Avatar. Let's make the star wars game and promote the star wars game i think these are the these are steps in the right direction if they're able to make that happen but i think along the way we are seeing a lot of fat and extracurricular skull and bones is going to come out at some point right and skull and bones is not in this lineup of games that they're talking about no. i'm sure it might be there with a trailer it might not right i wouldn't be surprised either way because i don't think they even believe in skull and bones um where's prince of persia what's going on well they've already said it's not there 
Oh, yeah, they did say it's not there. But, yeah, I mean, but still, where is it, right? Like, what's going on with that? Um, Splinter Cell remake, you know, like, what's going on with that? And I think that is... That'd a, be huge. That would, that'd be a huge but thing. I, I think they're too early in, in the dev to talk about it substantially. But what I'm saying is that right now it feels like they're trying to shed the stuff that, like, that even they don't believe in. And I, I, I say that even going retroactively when I talk about the Roller Champions and the Rainbow Six Extractions of the world, right, and the, Rider, and the Riders Republics of the world. It seems like those were a, hey, let's get out this stuff that was already in the pipeline so we can refocus our pipeline on stuff that matters and that's going to make money for us. If they get there, actually, in the, in the timeline that we have, cool. If they get acquired by then, we'll see. Like, I think there's a good chance of that. But, hey, like, I'm... I'm I'm curious about this Ubisoft forward, and I think I'm excited about it in the sense of what are what are you what do you have to talk about? Like, what does Star Wars look like? Like, what are the games that you haven't announced that you that you have to talk to us about? That's the that, that's the stuff that I'm excited to see. I guess. Plus, does Skull and Bones ever come out? Yes, because I, I, and the only reason I say that is because I think they literally have to put it out because they have some <laughs> agreement with the country. Like, there's like I think there's some like national agreement that they have with the country that's funding it. And so I, I think it comes out. I think it's trash. When do you think it comes out? I think it comes out so far away, Tim. So far away. So, right. so far away. But if I want to know what's coming to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look? You look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Just silence. Thank you. Nobody wants to do the... We, we nailed that we shit. We fucking got we nailed there. that shit. Um, out today, Street Fighter 6, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, PC. Uh, Super Mega Baseball 4 coming to everything. We love Katamari Reroll plus Royal Reverie on PS5, Xbox, everything. Uh, and then Kvark is early access on PC. That's K-V-A-R-K for anybody Kvark. wondering. Um, deals of the day, Midnight Ghost Hunt. Is free on Epic Game Store. Use our Epic creator code, kind of funny, even for free things. Then, boom, it helps us. It's fantastic. Um, let's go to your wrong. Let's see what we got wrong today. Um, Bandera Sen says, Tim says that Kingdom Hearts 4 is going to incorporate Final Fantasy Versus 13 stuff. However, Nomura has confirmed that he wants to make a separate Verum Rex game, a.k.a. the game featuring Yazura, a.k.a. the real Noctis from Versus 13. Kingdom Hearts 4 might have some aspects that connect to this separate game, but Nomura wanted to make Kingdom Hearts 4 first because he didn't want fans to worry about Sora. Andy, are you worried about Sora? I don't want to be Sora. <laughs> I don't want to be Sora. Uh, let's see. Next week's hosts, me and Greg on Monday, Greg and Bless on Tuesday, Bless and Andy on Wednesday, me and Bless on Thursday, and Friday, Sancho West oh. and Chloe Naylor. Oh. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we're going to be in Summer Game Fest. What a lineup. Yeah, so we're bringing in squad on squad, man. It's going to be a great time. Remember, next week, it's going to pop off. Summer Game Fest, you're going to be Stay in tuned. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. It's where you're going to want to be. We're going to be doing live reactions to all of the conferences. We're going to be doing our post-show breakdowns. Uh, if there's any in-betweens, we're going to be hanging out, having fun. Nick might join us for some prediction shenanigans. It's going to be a great time overall. If you're watching live, 
Andy Cortez is about to join us live to answer all of your YouTube Super Chats. So get them in. Uh, super Chat us with your questions about any story we talked about today, any video game thing you want to know, or just anything you want to know in life. It's a Friday. Let's have some fun. It's a Friday. Uh, and then after that, we're doing the Diablo 4 stream, which will be a ton of fun as well. But this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.